<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer all in one. And it is the platform that I use to host and upload my podcast. They will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast through Anchor with no minimum listenership, which is lit. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So... Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, Anchor. Crazy abroad, traveling abroad stories. Oh my God, there's so many. I woke up two hours later to the plane landing and I had peed my pants all the way down to my ankles. Oh no. We made out like teens on the dance floor. Ooh, love that. I'm literally crying and sweating. Oh, shh. Okay, okay, okay. I need to re- I need to reread that last sentence. Hello, lovely people. Welcome back to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Elise. Happy Wednesday, guys. Oh my god, I am in the best mood. <laughs> I okay, so today's episode is going to be telling the tales of your crazy stories abroad. I asked you guys to send in submissions of crazy or scandalous things that happened to you when you were traveling abroad and oh my god, there are some good ones. So, the majority of the episode is just going to be about that, but I also wanted to start off the ep by just um, giving a little life update, talking about me, sharing some things that I think are really cool, and um, yeah, explain why I'm feeling so damn good today. So let's get into the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, so I discovered something that I think is so fucking cool. You guys know I've been getting really into um, alternative things, I guess is the right word. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I think a lot of you guys might know about Rescue Remedy, um, Dr. Box Rescue Remedy. I don't know if you grew up in a hippie family or just had parents who were open to, um, alternative medicine, or I don't even know, more natural leaning parents Then you probably are familiar with Rescue Remedy or if you yourself are into that. So anyway, Rescue Remedy is just this, I guess, essence from flowers that helps you um, calm down. So growing up, whenever I would like throw a tantrum when I was little or like if we had to take my dog to the vet and she was stressed or if my mom was upset, like we always would take some Rescue Remedy. You just put a few drops under the tongue and it helps calm me down. And like Sage grew up um, taking Rescue Remedy too. And yeah, so it's pretty much just a familiar thing that I grew up with and I totally believe that it works and I've, you know, experienced that it helps calm you down if you're feeling super frazzled. So 
I was listening to the expanded podcast with Lacey Phillips. I talk about it all the fucking time, but she interviewed Alexis Smart, who is this beautiful woman. She just like radiates. I looked her up and she is also into flower remedies and she has started her own business making flower remedies. Um, it's just like, okay, okay. I need to back up. So basically Dr. Bach, the guy who invented rescue remedy, he was the guy that brought flower essences and flower remedies to the Western world, I believe. Like, I definitely think that he wasn't the first one to discover it, you know? I truly believe, like, it just makes sense to me that uh, back in the day, I don't know, thousands of years ago, we were foraging, like, the cave women and men were foraging for flowers to, like, help solve different issues. And I think that that just makes sense. Like, how did we not, you know? Plants have, like, a bigger purpose rather than just looking pretty or, like, just standing there, you know, like I think, um, we're all connected to nature more than we know and more than we realize. And it makes 1000% makes so much sense to me that, um, flowers could help heal you. So basically Dr. Bach, um, also this might be kind of, um, a spotty history of Dr. Bach. I'm just, um, repeating from memory what I heard on the podcast. So if any of you are Dr. Bach fanatics and I mess anything up, I'm sorry. Anyway, Dr. Bach was just a regular old doctor practicing regular old medicine, (laughs) treating patients. And he found that the patients who are more likely to survive or get better, even though they were getting the same treatment as other patients, the ones who had like a better emotional state or better mental state were the ones that were uh, more likely to heal. So if their emotions could be more in check, then they had a better chance of healing from whatever the illness was. And so he devoted, he left regular Western medicine behind and devoted um, the rest of his life to learning about flower remedies. And it's so fucking cool. Like there's a bajillion stories of success from healing for this, from healing from flower remedies. And it just makes sense to me that once your emotional side. And I, I talk about this a lot. Um, like we're all energy, you know, there, there's lots of energy flowing around us at all times. And when you can get your energy and your vibes <laughs> in a good state of mind or in a good place, then it just makes sense that you could live a better life. And I don't know, like soothing your emotional side seems like everything else would just fall into place better. Your work, your love life, your physical self, like everything just seems like it would flow better if your emotions are in a good balanced state. So anywho, flower remedies, pretty fucking cool. So I heard about them. I heard about Alexis Smart on the podcast and she talked about how she was drawn to learn about these flower remedies and how she had a super profound healing experience with them herself. And um, she started making her own remedies. She started healing her family and her friends. And now she's healed like, I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. She has all these different things on her website that can heal everything from like the one, okay, so I'll just talk about the ones that I ordered. I was completely sold. I was enamored by the concept of healing myself and making myself better with flower essence. Like, what the fuck? That's so cool. I love flowers. I would love to be eating them in an essence form to make myself thrive. You know? Like, how cool. So anyway, I ordered a few different remedies from her. I got her beauty formula number seven, um, which is called Gamine. Um... And it's for, like, young women in their 20s. It's for self-confidence. Um, 
It's for helping clear your skin, like for acne, for just a glowing complexion, for loving yourself, for not comparing yourself to others, and overall just boosting your self-love and confidence as a woman. And so I was super down for that, especially like comparing yourself to others and of course acne, but I mostly just wanted to apply the self-confidence and all of that because I thought I've been working on that, trying not to compare myself to others. So I'm like, hey, some flower, a little boost from my my flower homegirls. That would be really nice. So I got that one. And then I also got brain drops, which is for um, like improving concentration and focus uh, without caffeine or anything. And you take, you can only take one at a time and you take them four times a day, four drops under the tongue. And I got the, I got them yesterday and I was taking the beauty drops. Oh my God. It's amazing. I just took some before I started recording this podcast and I literally feel like I am just ah, floating in the best way. So like, I shit you not, you guys, you can take this or leave it, whatever you want. I mean, shit. If flowers can heal you, why the hell wouldn't you want to eat some flowers? Ah, Okay. Sorry. I digress. So yesterday I took the flower drops for the first time and I got them out of the mailbox. I took some and I went in the car and I was driving and then like four minutes into me driving after I had taken them, I just felt my heart like expanding and I felt so fucking good. Like I just was smiling. I was just smiling and driving and I don't know. I just felt so good. And I was like, holy shit. And I was thinking like, why do I feel so good? Like today I have caffeine. What's going on? And then I'm like, oh my God, it's the flower remedies. Like that's so crazy. So she talked about in the podcast, like how, you know, if you got a remedy that is the right one for you is you'll have a really profound experience and you'll really be able to feel like a difference and you can feel it in your heart. You can just feel it in your body and your like energy, not energy is in like energy levels, but energy is in your like the energy field or the flow of your body, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, definitely think I got one that is right for me. And I want to get the beauty drops like number eight for my mom, which is, that's the one for like middle-aged women and, um, older just to, it's like, again, self-confidence and feeling confident in your like older or aging body, which I think is really cool. And like re-harnessing your feminine power as an older woman, which I think is so dope. And I definitely want to get my mom that one because my mom just like is down on herself sometimes, like a lot of times. And she's so beautiful and such an amazing soul. And I just want her to, you know, recognize that it's obviously harder to recognize in yourself, but if these flower essences can help, like sign me up, I'll be sending a bottle to everybody I know. So anyway, that's such a long spiel, but I literally am so fascinated by it. I think it's so fucking cool. I've been telling everyone about it that will listen (laughs) to my eight minute spiel about flowers. But if you guys are interested in this, I think it's so dope. She has so many different remedies for different things. And um, yeah, so Alexis Smart Flower Remedies, you can just Google it. Also, side note, I mentioned her in my stories uh, like twice and she followed me back on Instagram and I'm really flattered like she doesn't follow that many people and I think she's so cool and I'm really really flattered so maybe sometime in the future I can have her on the podcast I don't know that'd be freaking cool uh yeah so that's my spiel and that's like the most noteworthy thing going on with me I suppose 
I got some blue light blocking glasses um, from Felix Gray. I'm actually doing a sponsorship with them, but they sent them early so I can like test them out and they're super cute and I have already noticed a difference. Like I'm wearing them right now. Um, I was wearing them all day yesterday when I was editing and that's pretty cool. I feel really like nerdy and and like cute. Like Jess from New Girl. Like I was doing that with my glasses, you know, if you guys watch Jess. If you watch New Girl, then you know what I'm talking about. What else is new and noteworthy? Oh, Sage and I's anniversary is this weekend on the 31st, our big ass anniversary. So a year ago, almost, we had a huge wedding on his mom's farm and uh, we had our, yeah, big wedding ceremony, but we actually are, have been legally married for almost two years now. We got legally married in New York. We eloped, um, and then we had another big wedding a year after. So our big anniversary is this weekend, and it's just crazy to think about that that was a year ago. Oh my God. I was in such a different state this time last year. I was obviously quite stressed and excited and busy and just going crazy and, Ah, this year I'm just chilling. <laughs> um, so we're going to Woodby tomorrow and I'm going to finish, like I've been doing a yurt makeover, turning, uh, this yurt on Sage's mom's property into an Airbnb and it's looking really good. Um, I can't wait to be able to share that with you guys. So if any of you live around here and you want to go stay, you can, it's going to be really cool. I'm making it, I'm trying to make it really, really nice. So it's going to be a, like a really cute, cozy place to go stay and experience the farm magic. So finishing that up this weekend, and then we're going to go stay at Captain Woodby on Sunday night and our anniversary is on Monday. So, but Sage has to work on Monday. So we're staying Sunday night as like a compromise, <laughs> but Captain Woodby is this really cool inn on the North end of Woodby. And we've been there once before. And I just, it really felt like I stepped into another world because, you know, I grew up on Woodby and I grew up like kind of resenting Woodby. I didn't appreciate how beautiful it was until after I left, as like many of us do. You never know what you have until it's gone or whatever. But anyway, it's like the way that I perceived Woodby growing up is really boring, not a lot going on, a lot of old people, like not hip at all, just really old and like, meh, not cool, not cool at all. So then when I went to Captain Woodby, I was like, what the fuck? Am I still on Woodby Island? Because it's so trendy. It's so beautifully done. Impeccable interior design. It's just well done. Like, it could have been smack dab in the middle of Manhattan and I wouldn't have second-guessed it. Like, everything is done so well. The menus, like, down to the food, to the wine, to the cocktails. Just all of it's beautiful. So, I had such a great time when we went last time. And I wanted to go stay there again for our anniversary. So, we booked a little cabin suite at the Captain Woodby and um it's in the same building as the restaurant and the bar which is pretty good so you can just take your drinks up to your room if you want um and there's a view of the water there's a bathtub and it's just gonna be so fun and special and I'm really excited and then we're having a little family dinner on Saturday night with Sage's mom and my parents and my brother and his wife who are in town um so yeah it's gonna be pretty great and I'm feeling really excited about being married for another year. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess that's all the personal updates I can think of. Do, 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 do. Um, having a podcast editor is great. Freaking love you, Alessandra. I know you're listening because you're editing. Shout out to you. This is great. And then I'm also... Okay, wait, sorry. Side note. This is just an encouragement for anyone who wants to shoot their shot. Just this is encouragement 
and encouragement to do it because I posted on my story on Instagram saying like, which type of thumbnail do you prefer for YouTube? And I just said like artsy and cute or bold text. I didn't like ask for people to send in their work or I didn't mention that I wanted someone to make thumbnails for me because I didn't really think about that at the time. I just was wondering what people thought about my thumbnails. And this girl responded and she literally just like out of the kindness of her heart, she's an illustrator, really talented. And I could just tell she was super passionate about it. And she was really sweet. She just sent like a bunch of paragraphs explaining why like some thumbnails are more clickable than others and she sent examples of other YouTubers that she really liked and all of them were ones that I loved and then she sent an example of a thumbnail for me just for fun she's like oh I just did this for fun like it was such so much fun doodling it and it was fucking beautiful I like my jaw dropped and I was like oh my god and I immediately messaged her back I'm like do you want to do my thumbnails for me like I'll pay you and I hadn't even thought of hiring someone to do thumbnails but the way she was explaining everything it just made a lot of sense because I definitely feel like I get in my own head and prevent myself from making clickable thumbnails because I just overthink it to the death of me and I know that that's something that happens. Like, she even said, she was like, some of your thumbnails don't really, I feel like they don't really represent, like, what's in the video or what would make me want to watch. And so I don't click on them right away. But then once I do, I really like the video. But the thumbnail doesn't, like, translate. And I was like, oh, shit, you're right. Because I've been feeling like that, too. And I just felt, like, stumped with my thumbnails. So anyway, I'm, like, hiring her to make my thumbnails now. She's so sweet, so talented. And she sent a few other examples and I was just like, these are fucking amazing. So my thumbnails are about to be literally a million times better. I'm so excited. I really think the universe brought me her. Honestly, I know it's cheesy, but I just am really excited about this. So if you have someone that you admire and you are really talented and passionate about something, don't be afraid to shoot your shot or just don't be afraid to share your creativity without expecting anything in return, I guess. Like she just sent this stuff to me because she was excited about it and she really is passionate about it and wanted to help me and she wasn't expecting to be hired or anything, you know, she just was honestly trying to help and I really saw that and I appreciated it and she's very talented so now, you know, um, I'm hiring her. So shoot your shot, guys. Be generous with your creativity and be open to, you know, new ideas, new possibilities, new hiring options, all of that. So that's a cool little update. And now I'm going to stop talking. I have so many fun, crazy stories from you guys. You never disappoint. You never disappoint. I really was hoping for some scandalous, like, sexy time stories abroad because when I think of a young gal going abroad, I think of, like beautiful foreign men having sex in beautiful foreign places. <laughs> so yeah, you guys definitely came through in that aspect. And um, let's get into your crazy fucking stories. Thanks for sending them in. Okay, crazy abroad, traveling abroad stories. Oh my god, let's get into it. There's so many. So the first one just made me cackle and honestly sounds really fun. So here it is. Hi, Rohini. You are my absolute favorite and have further inspired me to become a West Coast gal soon. Ooh, much love to you and your wholesome fam. Boy, was I a concerning gal while abroad. I studied in London two years ago and was fortunate enough to travel every weekend somewhere new. I have so many stories I'd love to share, but I'll give a somewhat brief version of two. My first weekend, my roommate and our guy friend decided to go to Amsterdam, Long story short, we took some magic truffles, aka shrooms, in the sculpture garden of a Banksy museum. 
<laughs> oh my god. I was sitting atop a large sculpture of a horse as I downed the truffles with some chocolate, because, you know, classy. <laughs> we wandered through a huge park, mesmerized by the nature for hours. Before we knew it, it was dark and we were very, very deep in the park. No one was around. We giggled and felt like we unlocked a secret world. As I began staring at the swan, which to me looked like it was floating in space instead of a moonlit pond, my friend exclaimed, guys, look behind you, as I turned to see this gigantic castle-like building, lit up in purple light. Where did it come from? We swore it wasn't there before. We were convinced further now that we were in a magical land. <laughs> we wanted to go in, but were so scared of it, so we peered into it for what felt like hours before finally deciding to try and sneak in, acting like spies as we tiptoed across the entrance. Looking back, I'm pretty sure it was a restaurant, and we totally could have just walked right in the whole time. LOL. After that, we left the park and I noticed a black cat staring at me through a window of an apartment across the street. My friends and I were in awe that the cat was really staring me down, and in that exact moment, a man bumped into me on the sidewalk who was dressed as a cat, with ears and face makeup and everything, and he whispered hello in my ear as he walked by. I swear it was not the shrooms, that actually happened. On top of that, we ended the night going to see a sex show, thinking we were going to just see some raunchy stuff, but nope. The finale was two people legit having sexual intercourse in front of our eyes. We were front row, and they called our guy friend on stage who had taken the most shrooms and was still tripping. He ate a banana out of a girl's coochie. <laughs> yeah, this sounds even weirder typing it out. Oh my fucking god. Secondly, we went to Barcelona and had a flight out at 9 a.m. on a Sunday, so naturally we went out to a club until 5 a.m., drunkenly got our bags, and headed to the airport. I was already tipsy when I did my makeup that evening, and my not-sober self decided intense blue eyeshadow was a good look, as well as some aggressive camo pants. I didn't really know what I was thinking. I was having the time of my life that night and didn't want to leave. At the gate, my friends and I decided to keep drinking while waiting to board, and I bought a beer on the plane. Well. I, I woke up two hours later to the plane landing and I had peed my pants all the way down to my ankles. Oh no. Had to go through customs and the whole airport was soaking wet camo pants followed by an hour train ride. Ew! And had to go straight to the station to meet up with my boyfriend of three months who had just arrived from America to visit me. Wish I could say that was my only time being my pants while abroad. <laughs> oh my god. LOL, I don't know who this wild woman was. I now read every night and fall asleep at 11 p.m. and maybe have a glass of wine or two. Abroad was absurdity. Love you, Heaney. Sorry this was so long, LOL. Oh my fucking god. Okay. Wow, so much to unpack from that. That just sounds so fun. Taking shrooms in a Banksy garden, that's just iconic. Sounds really fun. <sighs> and, okay, peeing yourself. This is a thing, apparently, that people do when they black out. But I've never done that, but I definitely have known people that have. Sage's old roommate in college would always pee himself when he drank too much. And he, like, would repeatedly fall asleep on their couch and, like, piss himself and pee on the couch. <laughs> I'm dying that she was like, I wish I could say that was my only time peeing my pants while abroad. Ew, I'm just thinking about sitting on a train, which is a super enclosed space with fucking piss in your pants. Oh, I would just, uh-uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Wow. Amazing story. That is like exactly what I wanted to hear. That was, you came through. Sounds like so much fun. This one just made me giggle. It's not scandalous, but I just was giggling because it's so like, it's just so crazy. When I was 11 years old, my family took a trip to Romania to visit my grandparents. We were there for two weeks, but the last week, my dad, a doctor, went home early because he had to go to work. 
On our very last day, we were crossing the street to get to my grandma's house, and my little brother was ahead of the group. He walked into the street, and out of nowhere, a car came and ran over his foot. Everyone in my family, my two other siblings, my mom, and my three grandparents, started freaking out. My little brother was screaming, and all the neighbors from around the area came out to see the commotion. The driver of the car tried to drive off without doing anything, but the neighbors came out and blocked him from leaving. He kept on yelling at my little brother to stop crying because it was only his foot? What? The ambulance came and wrapped his foot up, and a couple hours later, we left for the airport. We ended up being sky priority on the plane, which was really fun, and my little brother was completely fine three days later. No broken bones, only some bruising. It was the most chaotic day of all of our lives. <laughs> I just, like, can you imagine? It sounds like a movie. Like, that sounds like a, a comedy scene. Like, you're in Romania, going to see your grandparents, going to see grandma. Over the bridge and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. You're walking over the bridge, and then you get, your foot gets ran over by a car? <laughs> what the fuck? And then he tries to drive away, and then all the Romanian people come out and block him, which is honestly great. Like, wow. Neighborhood coming together. And then, I'm just, what a scene. That really made me cackle, pick, trying to picture that scene. Oh, thank you for that story. That was, that was a good one. Okay, this one is straight out of a movie. This is like, oh, study abroad. No, no, not even study abroad. Staying at a hostel. Oh, okay, just, I should just shut up and tell the story. It's so good. Hey, Heaney, I've got so many wild stories from my study abroad in China, where I lived with three of my closest gal pals, and we lived our best lives amongst all the other foreign students and cute boys, lol. But I think the most scandy story is from mine and one of the girls' travels around Southeast Asia before we started the year. We'd been having a gorgeous, chilled time just lying on beaches in Malaysia and Indonesia for weeks on end, reading, practicing yoga, thinking about our intentions and goals for the year ahead. Side note, that sounds fucking amazing. Where do I go? Sign me up. But when we got to Thailand, the atmosphere was just different. We were walking around Bangkok, and it was clear that every hour was happy hour, and everyone was there to party. So we decided we might as well just experience it for a night and see what happened. Ooh, I'm excited. We checked into our hostel, really trendy little huts, all surrounded by a butte pool, and the receptionist informed us that we were the only girls in the hostel that night, and that there was a big group of German and Dutch boys that had been drinking for hours already and were quite rowdy. <laughs> oh my fucking god. We were already in fuck it mode, so we said we didn't mind, and we went into our dorm room to find we were sharing it with two of these boys. They were straight- oh my god, I'm getting like sweaty just reading this. They were straight off of a teen Netflix movie. A blonde and brunette, tall, covered in muscle, utterly gorgeous. They asked if we would join them and the rest of the boys for drinks before the full moon party. We, both hardly able to speak, nodded an enthusiastic yes. There were about 12 of these boys, <laughs> my fucking god, all drinking and playing dirty drinking games now down by the pool, and it was really fucking fun. I'd sneakily positioned myself to be sat next to the brunette, and my friends sat next to the blonde. And TBH, we were having the time of our lives, flirting away and getting super crunk. We all left to walk down to the party, and we danced our asses off before we started snogging our respective Germans, lol. <laughs> My boy asked if I wanted to walk back to the hostel, which we did, and ended up fucking on his bunk. Oh, get it, girl! <laughs> When we were cuddling afterwards, I heard my friend coming back with her boy and they started making out on my bunk and I sat up to make some noise and make it clear that we were in the room. But my guy pulled me back down into his arms and put a finger over my lips to shh me and whispered, don't you think it's kind of hot? Oh, oh my god, lol. So yeah, we just lay there cuddling, listening to our friends fucking each other in the bunk next to us. 
Oh my god. Is it hot in here or is it just this story? I'm getting sweaty. The next morning, my friend and I felt super embarrassed and decided to get the fuck out of party town fast and go back to our zen beach life. We laughed about the crazy bitches we'd become and how much fun those girls had had. Little did we know that we just set a precedent and there was a lot more crazy shenanigans to come in the year ahead. Hope you enjoyed that tale, hee hee. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Truly, truly amazing. Oh my god. Wow. Just what a time to be alive. Twelve hot German boys all around you. You're young. You're free. You just got back from a beach retreat. You're ready to party. My God, what a time. What a time. Next one. This one's just really wholesome and cute. Heeny, hello. So this is going to be a bit of a crazy story, but I'll first try to give some background. I was 19 and I had just ended a really bad relationship. As most people do after a few weeks and months of crying, I did the old scroll on Tinder. I came across a guy that I really liked and swiped right on him. We ended up matching and exchanging Snapchats. I know how it sounds. I was very worried for the unwanted dick pics, let me assure you. (laughs) I found out he was from Paris and suddenly got really confused about how we matched since I'm from the UK. We ended up talking nonstop for two months on Snapchat without ever meeting each other in person. We both decided we wanted to meet each other, and my god is it difficult to convince your mother to let you fly by yourself to Paris to meet a guy you have never met before. Yes, good luck with that. I remember waiting at the airport thinking, okay, what am I going to do if this guy isn't who he says he is, and why the fuck didn't I bring pepper spray? (laughs) So anyway, he picked me up with his mom. Mom, so cute. His mom. I stayed there for four days, and we ended up in a relationship. Two years on, and we are still together, and I'm now living in Paris. Ah! Love you and this podcast so much. Whenever I feel like the French language is too stressful for me, your voice is the only way I can calm the fuck down, so thank you. Lots of love. Oh, my heart. Okay, that makes me just so happy. You guys are still together, and you're now living in Paris with your Parisian lover boy. Ugh, amazing. Very happy for you. That worked out really well. That's like the best possible outcome. Oh boy, so many more good ones. This one made me freaking scream. Hi Heen, when I was a senior in college, I did a semester abroad studying art history in Paris, France. Sounds amazing. Wow, since high school, I had always been in a relationship, but my then boyfriend had recently broken things off right before I started my study abroad program. I also need to mention that Tinder has just risen to the height of its popularity. Haha. <laughs> Feeling excited at the prospect of an international lover, I created my Tinder account and passed the, tra- passed the travel time swiping. I matched with a lot of guys right away, but the language barrier got in the way more than a few times. Ugh, if only I knew I'd been training for this very moment. I might have paid more attention during my four years of high school French. I matched with someone. Let's call him Ari. He was a lot older than me, but he was living at the same college, in quotes, setting philosophy hot I was staying at so I thought why not we had originally planned to meet at a bar but as the date got closer he changed the location to his room laughing face oh boy what a cocky boy okay I told no one big mistake and walked over around noon we met and he was exactly what I pictured my international lover to be like he was a little condescending and tried to quiz me on my philosophy knowledge (laughs) in quotes douche (laughs) or in parentheses douche but I just felt like this was the most glamorous tryst I'd ever have, so I ignored it and played dumb. Once things started to heat up, he ashed his cigarette. Of course he's smoking a cigarette. I mean, how could he not? Your international lover boy. And we moved from the picturesque balcony to his bed, and it was dot 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 bare. Just a regular old plastic college mattress with no sheets or blankets. Oh, sorry about that, he said, plopping down as if this was a normal occurrence. 
everything's in the wash. I already made love this morning and she was a squirter. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I already made love this morning and she was a squirter. What is this guy French? Like what's his accent? I just, he just sounds so, oh, sorry, darling. Everything's in the wash. I already made love this morning and she was a squirter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That wasn't a French accent, obviously. But, oh my God. So much, so much going on in that sentence. LOL. That's a no from me, dog. Mind you, it was only like 12.30 p.m. I immediately started laughing and realized that being a fuckboy is truly a universal language and no amount of accent or seductive balcony smoking can change that. I had gotten sweaty from our time in the balcony and peeled myself off with a hot plastic mattress, threw on my dress, and didn't even bother to put my bra back on. The news of his earlier lovemaking, combined with my first uncircumcised blowjob experience, no hate, just not for me, had me running out of that dorm without a second glance, lol. Oh, the kicker is the dorm floors were key carded and he had to chase after me unlo- and unlock like five doors, not exactly allowing for the exit I had hoped for. Ah. I went on to have the time of my life making great girlfriends and interning at the Picasso Museum and holding a Picasso in my bare hands. Holy shit. I actually met a French guy on the last night of the semester who I dated long distance for a few months. My love of monogamy dies hard, haha. And that truly was the most romantic night of my life. A story for another time. Anyway, hope you enjoyed. I'll never forget. I've been loving the pod and watching you grow and come alive now that you're back on the West Coast. Hashtag OG subscriber. Aww. Wow, that story is incredible. That is a story for a memoir. That's truly an incredible story. Uh, I already made love this morning and she was a squirter. Oh my fucking God. Good Lord. That is... What if he literally... Okay, what if he literally just hadn't washed his sheets, they were still in the dryer, and he just made that shit up because he's truly a fuckboy of all fuckboys? And just wanted you to think that he was, like, extremely good in bed. I mean, like, what if? Okay, not saying that is what happened, but can you imagine how maniacal and, like, truly fuckboy to the next level, fuckboy squared, to just come up with that story? Oof, jeez. That, that's a plot twist. My god. Okay, love that story so very much. Okay, next one... Hey, Heaney, I feel like I have dozens of wild stories from traveling, but I think this is one of my top ones for sure. So I went to yoga school in Indonesia. Oh my gosh, amazing. And the specific school I went to is very strict and we weren't supposed to leave the retreat center at any point unless it was one of our group bonding days. They roomed me with a fellow Sagittarius girl. So as you'd expect, we didn't really abide by the rules and ended up sneaking out a few nights just for the sake of having a wild story to tell later on. Like now, lol. One night, we snuck out and went clubbing in Kangu, where we met these guys who told us they were staying in this huge house and invited us to come party with them there, and we thought nothing of it and went. Luckily, we had a driver who cared about our well-being, so he always kind of watched out for us on our wild endeavors. Well, that's good. We get to this house, and they were basically drowning us in alcohol, and I just remember being asked if I'd dance a striptease and telling them, okay, but you have to give me 1,000 US dollars. One of the guys ran up to his room and came back with the money, so I took it and got two seconds into my dance before I started bawling because I didn't want to do it. Our driver quickly whisked me and my friend away and took us back to our school, but I kept the $1,000. Sometimes I wonder how I haven't been kidnapped or how I'm alive still when I look back at some of my wild times. But I got it out of my system and now I'm married and just had a little baby girl. I love you and the podcast, XO. Aww. Oh. Okay. Wow. 
why did this boy just have a thousand dollars cash in his room? Like, damn, they rich, rich, they rich, rich. And he was just so willing to give you that for a little lap dance. Honestly, props to you for even thinking of that. Wow. What a story. What a story. Honestly, so wholesome that you are married and have a baby now. That's just, I love it. Okay. This is a tangent side tangent, but this just reminds me of how uh, I feel like there's people think that women can only have one like facet to them or something, but like women can have all these sides. They can have a crazy wild side where they do strip teases for a thousand dollars or get super fucked up in Indonesia or, you know, hook up with a random guy, random German guy. Like, and then they can have a quiet side where they go to bed at 1030 and they're married and have a baby. Like there's just you can have all of those sides. You don't have to be one or the other. You can have all of them. So that's just a little reminder because I remember, I don't know, it was a, it was a, like, I think a year or so ago, but one of the comments that I still remember getting was like, she's so different. I think there were the comments on the video, the skin deep video Sage and I did because I was being like pretty quiet and just, I don't know, slightly shy because we had cameras and like four people in the room and bright lights shining on us. And then I got so many comments like, oh my God, she's so different than what she tries to portray on Instagram. Like she's always so like slutty and promiscuous on Instagram, but I guess she's actually really shy. Like make up your mind. I don't know. There was just all these bullshit comments saying like I was basically faking it, trying to be like me trying to be sexual or like confident in my sexuality and wanting to like show off my body was fake because I seemed shy in this other video. And I just thought that was such bullshit. I was like, excuse me you know, women don't have to be one thing or another. Like, no one has to be one thing or another. We all have different facets and sides to us. So, sorry that was a rant, but that just reminded me, like, she could have these crazy times and then now have a freaking baby girl. Like, that's adorable. And all of that is amazing. So, anyway, back to the stories. Um, okay. This one is so funny. Hey, Rohini. First of all, I fucking love your podcast and basically everything you do. You inspire me so much with your spirituality and you're also relatable as fuck. Thank you. So here's my crazy abroad story. Really just hope that my parents-in-law don't listen to this. (laughs) So this summer I was in Ibiza with my boyfriend. Ooh, love that for you. I'm from Europe and we were allowed to travel. His parents have a little house on the island and I had never been. We planned a whole week together so we could explore the island, swim, eat delicious food, and of course have a whole lot of loud sex with no roommates around. But of course, but shit happened and we couldn't go when we wanted to because of COVID. So when we finally were allowed to go because the borders opened up, his parents went as well. I love his parents, so it was great, but of course, no privacy. After some awkward tries at having sex in the house, creaky bed or in the bathroom slippery floor and after a horrible blowjob incident where his mom wanted to grab the ironing board just as i was doing the deed oh no oh no of course it was the for the ironing board like oh jesus we decided to take it somewhere else this somewhere else was outside (laughs) we hiked down some cliffs onto a secret sort of beach well it wasn't really a beach it was more of a rock formation where you could access the water We thought no one could see us here, so after a lovely swim and a snorkel, we got frisky. Basically, we tried to bang on a steep-ass rock, and it was hella uncomfortable. Also, I was terrified people would walk past and see us, but it was really fun and a great story to laugh about. When we came back to the house, we kept giggling, and I was sure his parents knew what was up. But hey, they were young and in love once, too. Anyway, it was a great and very adventurous holiday. Hope you got a laugh out of this. Oh my god, I love it. Man, being in Ibiza sounds pretty nice right about now, having 
scandalous sex on a rock, sign me up. I'm just out here in my little podcast guest bedroom. I haven't gone anywhere cool this summer, but hopefully that will happen soon. Would love to be having sex in Ibiza on a rock. Okay, next story... Oh my gosh, this one was so funny. Hi, Heaney. First of all, I'm so in love with your podcast and YouTube. I found you quite recently and binge watched and heard all of your stuff. Please stay the way you are. Ooh, you found me recently. That's exciting. Thanks for being here. Now on for the story. I went to Lisbon, Portugal last summer with my best friends for a girl's trip. It was beautiful and we stayed at a sweet little hostel with a rooftop terrace. All the views. Obviously, we had a lot of sunshine and a lot of wine. Obviously. So one night, we sit on mentioned terrace and have a glass. Next to us, it's a nice guy we talked with beforehand. He was Greek, and we were from Germany. So we felt safe to talk about all the juicy stuff in our mother tongue. To be clear, about our favorite sex positions and embarrassing stuff that happened in the bedroom. At one point, the Greek guy snorted in his wine glass laughing and told us that he was an exchange student in Berlin and basically understood every word we said and that he really enjoyed our conversation. I am telling you, we wanted the floor to open up for us, but in the end, we had a glass of wine all together and it was a very funny night. But that's one story we would always tell. Can't wait to hear the episode. I'm sure it's going to be hilarious. Greetings from Germany. Oh my god, that's so funny. All these are making me so, like, just nostalgic for traveling. I've never had that experience happen, but, like, oh my god, that's so funny. Just, like, literally talking about sex positions in German and then this guy just, like, snorts in his wine. Again, sounds like a movie. Wow. Okay. This one is just traumatic. Okay. Hi, Rohini. Just saw your Instagram story about sharing our travel stories, and I had to share mine. I studied abroad in Italy a few years ago when I was still in school, and on the first flight from California to Amsterdam, layover, to Florence, Italy, I had an allergic reaction. Literally three hours into the 11-hour flight, the flight attendants bring around the meals, and when choosing, I had to ask if any items had nuts, as I am severely allergic, and the flight attendant said, no, just a carrot cake, as I had expected. So I'm eating my pasta with red sauce, and I start to feel funny. I look at the food and keep eating, trying to figure out what's happening. The pasta had red sauce on top, but I look inside the penne noodles I had been scarfing down and saw something greenish. I asked my friend sitting next to me if she tastes pesto in the pasta, dot, dot, dot. She does. Pesto is literally made out of pine nuts. My friend tells me that my face looks different, puffy and red, and my eyes look bloodshot. We try to get the attention of an attendant and explain what's going on, and they say something along the lines of, OMG, yeah, the pasta does have pesto. Oops. Oh, dude. I have to grab my only EpiPen from my carry-on at the time, and I think still, EpiPens are in limited stock, and my doctor could only provide me with one before I left for three months to another country. Dude, that's so bad. Then the attendant shoves me and my friend into the biggest bathroom they have on the plane and wishes us luck as I stab my thigh with my EpiPen in order not to die. <laughs> Once that's over, I have a rush of energy from the anephrine, then a major crash, going back and forth from sleeping to throwing up in the bathroom. At one point, I just stay in the bathroom and sit there so as not to bother the others by the constant back and forth, and the attendants have the nerve to say I'm taking up space. Like, I get it, but I'm also dying? Anyway, at the end of the flight, they finally told me there was an employee on the flight who has nursing experience, question mark, and gave me Coca-Cola with sugar and said it would help my stomach, question mark, question mark. Coca-Cola? You didn't have ginger ale? Like, the fuck? (laughs) 
Oh my god. Eventually, we land in Amsterdam, have an hour layover, then get on to the next quick flight to Florence. My professors encouraged me to email the airline and request compensation or something for this awful experience that could have easily been avoided, as I asked if anything had nuts. But alas, I only received an email with sincere condolences. Kind of a traumatic experience, but definitely a great story. Hope this gives you a good chuckle and or gasp. Let me know if you have any questions, lol. I've been really enjoying the podcast. Excited to hear more. Dude, Okay, I don't, not to be, like, that bitch, but couldn't you literally sue them for that? Not that you want to, but, like, isn't that something that you could sue over? I'll have to ask Sage, my, you know, in-house lawyer. But, like, hello? They could have killed you. You asked if it had nuts in it. I mean, I understand, like, maybe an honest mistake, but that's pretty serious shit. Like, nut allergies are no joke. And you were fucking in an airplane. You are not fucking in an airplane. <laughs> you were in a fucking airplane, not fucking in an airplane, which, you know, if you were fucking in an airplane, that would be great too. But not so great if you had eaten pine nuts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I'm just too much for myself sometimes. Yeah, that's really traumatic. I'm really glad you had your EpiPen. Can you imagine? Like, also, shouldn't they have had an EpiPen? I have so many questions. Was this, like, Ryanair? Because I've flown on Ryanair a few times, and I doubt they have an EpiPen on board. Oh, wow, what a story. Okay, this one, also traumatic in a very different way. OMG, hey Rohini, my name is Moni, and I've been a fan of your channel for quite some time now, and I'm just absolutely loving the podcast. Shit is so good. So let me tell you about the time I visited my boyfriend during his study abroad program in Spain. Also, let me just say that I literally went to visit him in Spain, and then while we were there, Ms. Rona said, sup bitches, and his whole program got cut short and sent home. So this was pretty recent, and I'm still mad, but that's besides the point. Well, a little background. I've been in a long-distance relationship with my boyfriend for three years now. We're high school sweethearts. So we have become pretty accustomed to not being together for long periods of time. But when he decided to do a study abroad program, it was right around my 21st birthday, and I had already planned to treat myself on a solo trip to Amsterdam, my favorite place in the world, which would have lined up perfectly with visiting him after. Another side note. While we were in high school together, I was not much of a party girl. I mean, don't get me wrong, I had been to clubs and let my freak flag fly every once in a while, but that was usually with my older sister, who was dating a club manager for a while. So my boyfriend had never really seen my drunk, slutty club alter ego before. Ooh. It was like my third night there when we all, his friends, him, and me, wanted to take me to my first club in Spain. We pre-gamed for like an hour before and headed on over to the club. Things are starting out like pretty normal grabbed some drinks to start it off my boyfriend found some coke in the bathroom Oop! and we headed to the dance floor so that i could impress my guy with this wild side he'd never seen before yes he very much liked it wink wink he liked it so much that he thought it would be a great idea to go to the bathroom now i'm really fucked up at this point and just living my best life so i was down like really down to just go crazy on him so we're in the bathroom and i'm like giving him a blowy <laughs> when i notice how drunk i am side note i'm a drunk puker oh no oh no meaning i have a sensitive stomach and usually throw up when i get drunk but i've done it so much that it doesn't really bother me and i'm actually pretty good at knowing when it's going to happen but this time i did not Let's just say, thank freaking God I was in the bathroom at that time, because while his literal penis was in my mouth, I spewed chunks. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
I had managed to get it mostly in the toilet, but some got on his pants. We cleaned ourselves up and thought maybe it was best to go home at that point. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. It was like 4am anyway. However, the part that got on his pants looked like a perfectly placed cum stain. So when his friends spotted it, they thought some sexy shit went down. Let's just say that we let them believe that excuse and now me and him will forever hold this little memory between the two of us and i guess you now too i hope you enjoyed my hella embarrassing story it was one for the books <laughs> oh my god that is truly traumatic thank god you'd been together for a while because can you imagine i mean just depending on the guy of course but if that was like your first hookup with someone you literally vomit on his fucking dick can you imagine <laughs> oh wow I kind of understand the whole, like, drunk puker. I also am a drunk puker if I have to go in a car. Like, I can literally drink so much and I will be fine if I don't have to go in a car. But if I have to go in a car, because I get kind of car sick anyway, if I have to go in a car, it's all over for me. And my friend Sorrel's the same way too. Like, it just doesn't end well. I always end up puking out the side of the Uber. And I'm, like, still conscious. It's just really annoying. So, I can sympathize with a drunk puker and that is pretty traumatic, but I, I still really liked that story. It was very entertaining. Um, thank you for your contribution to this podcast. <laughs> um, this one was just really funny. Hi, Heaney. I'm not one to usually submit things like this, but when I saw your IG story asking for funny abroad stories, I knew I would be the doing the world a disservice by not sharing this one. In 2017, I studied abroad in Florence, dreamy, and my friends and I took a buzz to Alps day trip to Venice for the Venice Carnival. The city was jam-packed with people, and we felt like we couldn't get a real sense of Venice and all of its glory with so many tourists and everything going on. We decided to venture off to the outskirts of the town and explore. We stopped in a market to get some Peroni beers, but when we went back outside, we realized we didn't have any openers, and these were not twist-offs. Bummer. We saw some locals that looked badass <laughs> and asked if they could help us out. This bitch really opened all the beers with her teeth. Oh my god. After the first one, all of us dropped our jaws and she goes, is it a problem? In her Italian accent, sounding like she's straight from the mafia. Anyway, we thanked her and went on our way. We found a cute-ass courtyard with a stairway that led straight into a canal. I wanted to get a better look at the water, so I walked over to the steps and my two friends followed behind me. Before I could change my mind, I realized the steps were uneven and my tipsy ass slipped and fell into the Venice Canal. <laughs> you can't make that shit up. Mind you, it is February and a brisk 30 degrees outside and I am fully submerged in the Venice Canal. Oh god. I dropped my gelato and my beer, but managed to save my phone. Hashtag blessed. My friends literally peed their pants from laughing so hard, and after they pulled me out of the water, I had to wring out my clothes and go shopping for a new outfit. Again, soaking wet in the middle of February. To this day, it is still one of the funniest things that has ever happened to me, and I still have my dried out, crumpled up postcard to prove it. <laughs> hope you have a good, hope this gave you a good chuckle. Pro tip, watch your step. Wow, that truly is an amazing story. That's like perfect cocktail party story. Yeah, one time I fell in the Venice Canal. Everyone goes, what? No way. And you go, well, let me tell you the story. And then it's just so good. Man, that's funny. That is a funny story. Thank goodness you had friends there. Like, shit, that's really cold. It could have been dangerous. That's just that whole story. Like the girl opening your beer with her teeth. What an image. What an image. Oh my god, I just got the funniest one. I'm so glad I refreshed my email. Oh my fucking god. Boys really be doing the most. <laughs> Hi, Rohini. Love you in the podcast. Give Henry and Blue a cuddle for me, please. 
Will do. Okay, so it was just after high school on my gap year. I was in Portugal on a contiki trip. Basically, a tour group with a bunch of 20-something-year-olds, usually Australian party animals. Oh, yeah, my friend Elena did one of those. Our tour group went out that night to a bar. One of the Aussie boys I was flirting with entered a shot contest where you had to drink 15 shots in under 10 seconds. It was insane. Oh, my God. That is, like, that's just not safe. 15 shots in under 10 seconds? I hope they were, like, small shots, but... Okay, anyway, he won it and got a (laughs) t-shirt. Wow! (laughs) Alcohol poisoning for a t-shirt! Oh my god, sorry. Okay, I was drunk, he was drunk, and we made out, like, teens on the dance floor. Ooh, love that. We started walking back to the hostel to get it on, winky face. There was a huge hill, and drunk me thought it would be a good idea to get this man to give me a piggyback ride, so I didn't have to walk it. I mean, of course, that makes sense. Anyway, this guy was still heavily intoxicated from taking 15 shots in under 10 seconds that he stumbled and face-planted with me on his back into the stone pavement. Blood everywhere. <laughs> Jesus. How do you use this? <laughs> This one just really kills me. I had to use his t-shirt trophy to soak up all the blood, and I'm pretty sure the dude fractured his nose. <laughs> we got back to the hostel, and I helped him out by putting tampons in his nose to soak the blood. Wow, nurse of the year. For me, the mood was over, and <laughs> this dude still wanted to get it on with tampons stuck up his nose. <laughs> I was like, boy, bye. I'm asleep alone. Anyway, we did eventually get it on, and I would like to compliment Australians on having very, very large assets. I'm pretty sure he gave me chlamydia, though. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. I'm literally crying and sweating. Oh, shh. Okay, okay, okay. I need to to reread that last sentence because that's just so much. Oh, okay. We got back to the hostel and I helped him out by putting tampons in his nose to soak the blood. For me, the mood was over, but this dude still wanted to get it on with tampons stuck up his nose. I was like, boy, bye. I'm asleep alone. Anyway, we did eventually get it on and I would like to compliment Australians on having very large assets. I'm pretty sure he gave me chlamydia, though. (laughs) God, what a roller coaster. Anyway, sorry for the chaotic story. Hope you enjoy. Oh my god, I love you. This is such a... Oh god. Okay. I think I'm gonna end it there, because what could possibly be better than that story? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I can picture it just so clearly. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Lots Lots to think about from that story. God damn. I didn't know Australians had big dicks, but love that. Uh, I'm going to be looking at the Hemsworth brothers in a very different way from now on. I guess Sage is Australian. (laughs) Like I said, like the other girl said, I hope my in-laws aren't listening to this um, podcast. No, I think they pretty much know to stay away for for the most part. part. I can't talk because I'm so overheated from that little story there. My goodness. Well, this was truly a pleasure. I had such a good time reading all your stories. Um, I love doing these episodes because they're so fucking entertaining. Like, oh my god. 15 shots in 10 seconds, falling, face planting, fracturing your nose, tampons up the nose, still wanting to have sex, and having a huge dick and then getting chlamydia. Like, wow. 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 That's all I have to say. Um, thank you to everyone who sent in your stories, truly from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for letting us all have a giggle at your expense. Um, uh, sorry if I didn't read your story. There was a lot of them. I love these, like, 
wild story submissions because there's always a lot of really good ones. Um, and I will continue to do submissions in the upcoming episodes, so don't you worry. You will get your moment to shine. Just keep thinking of all your good stories. And um, yeah, thanks again for sending them in. That made me really nostalgic for traveling. I just want to go travel so fucking bad. My Sagittarius moon is going crazy, but that's okay. I'm going to make do with what I got. Maybe go to Montana soon. Maybe go to Arizona. I don't know, but we're going to make it work. In the meantime, maybe I'll just pretend to have an accent and go like have sex with Sage. That could like maybe pass the time until we can travel. What do you guys think? Let me know. Ah, wow. Okay. Love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. This episode was truly a hoot and I hope you enjoyed. I will see you next week. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Lace. See you next week.